Hey, this is Dr. Allen once again. So today we're going to talk about amiodarone. Uh, now amiodarone a lot oftentimes is misunderstood. It's a class 3 antiarrhythmic, um, sort of like sodalol, but it also contains effects of class 1, class 2, and class 4 antiarrhythmic medications. Now that's one way to classify uh, drugs um, uh, by their antiarrhythmic properties, or we can classify them by whether or not they affect supra uh, ventricular arrhythmias or ventricular arrhythmias. Now the nice thing about amiodarone is it affects all arrhythmias regardless of whether they're coming from the top two chambers uh, or the bottom two chambers. Now amiodarone for the longest time was used as a last-ditch effort medication but within the last 10 to 15 years it's become more and more uh, popular and becoming more of a first uh, line medication against most arrhythmias. The reason for that is um, because it has so many effects and such a wide effect, it's very, very unlikely to cause torsades, whereas some of the other uh, antiarrhythmics are more likely to cause torsades. Now, the issue with antiarrhythmics um, is even though they prevent deadly arrhythmias, they can also cause uh, arrhythmias. That's kind of how they work. So uh, keep that in mind. Now, amiodarone is a class 3 antiarrhythmic primarily, which affects the repolarization of the potassium channels. Um, sodalol is the other medication in this group. Now, sodalol is also a beta blocker, um, so you may remember it from, from that. It's a beta blocker. Um, the other two medications in cla with class 3 effect are dofetilide and ibutilide. Dofetilide is ticacin, which is a pill, and ibutilide is the IV uh, corvert that we use sometimes to convert people. Um, so those are the four medications. Now, the nice thing about uh, amiodarone sodalol and ticacin is their pill form. You can go home with them. The bad thing about sodalol and ticacin is that if you have poor kidney function, you cannot be on, on ticacin at all. Um, sodalol, we can kind of adjust. We can adjust the dose uh, and make it work. You could take it just once a day, or we can lower the dose significantly. Um, ticacin, you can't really do that. Um, definitely consult with your physician, or if you are a physician watching this, then make sure you know which patients to use it in. Um, now, like I said, amiodarone has its class 1, class 2, class 3, and class 4 antiarrhythmic properties. Um, of all the antiarrhythmic medications, it has the least amount of torsades, along with propofenone. Um, but of all the other ones, fleconide, uh, sodalol, ibutilide, uh, dofetilide, dronetadrone, you know, whatever other antiarrhythmic you might think of, um, amiodarone has the least amount uh, of causing torsades. Um, the issue with amiodarone is that it, you have to build up the levels. Um, you have to give people a large amount of uh, uh, loading dose and then over time it kicks in. Now it has almost an immediate effect when given IV and when you get a, a big uh, big loading dose by mouth it works almost right away. The bigger the bolus the more likely you are to become hypotensive so just keep that in mind. Normally give people 150 milligrams over 10 minutes and then um, the rest over uh, another 360 over six hours and then the rest over uh, 18 hours. Um, nowadays we really don't lower the dose anymore we just keep them at one milligram per minute um, for the whole 24 hours after the initial loading dose mainly because it's not as scarce as it used to be. It used to be very scarce and very uh, expensive but IV amiodarone is not anymore. It's very cheap. It's a really old drug. The nice thing about amiodarone is you can use it with almost any medical condition. Um, if the person has CHF, you can use it. If they have poor kidneys, you can use it. If they have uh, CAD, you can still use it. Some of the other antiarrhythmics you can't use if they have coronary artery disease or bad kidneys um, the, or, or a bad uh, liver. Um, the only time you can't really use uh, amiodarone would be if somebody has a really bad liver. you got to be careful with it or just not use it at all. 
Um, it, it kind of depends on what caused that liver, if it's transient or something uh, more permanent. So just be careful with that. Um, the other thing about amiodarone, it has a very, very long half-life. We're looking at like six months. Um, that's, the, that's also what gives it an advantage. If you, if you put somebody on amiodarone and they kind of stop taking it or they miss a dose here and there, it's really not a big deal. Once you've loaded them up that first month, um, you can give them about 100 or 200 a day and that should keep them topped off. Um, so that actually is also an advantage. Now, the nice thing about amiodarone um, is when it comes to AFib or atrial flutter, um, or supraventricular tachycardias and arrhythmias, um, it works really, really well at low doses. You load them up for that first month, and then after that, just 100 or 200 a day usually is more than enough, uh, along with a beta blocker, to keep them in rhythm. When it comes to ventricular arrhythmias, um, you may need to use like 400 uh, a day after that initial loading period. It's very good uh, post-MI um, and also post-valve or open-heart surgeries to prevent those uh, arrhythmias. So it's an excellent medication. Um, sometimes people ask me, well, Dr. Allo, can we hold amiodarone for a few days? Well, sure, you could actually hold it for a week um, and almost nothing will happen because of the half-life. It's like six months. So if somebody stops amiodarone, like a lot of patients will, will tell me sometimes, well, you know, my, somebody told me I should stop amiodarone. And they do. And they're fine for a while, but like a year later, the AFib will come back. That's when the amiodarone's out of your system. Um, so just make sure you know that, that it's a really, really long half-life. It may take 9, 12 months or more to get out of your system fully. The side effects of amiodarone have always been an issue. Sometimes, um, you know, you read about the side effects where you got pulmonary fibrosis, cataracts, liver cirrhosis, thyroid toxicity, um, those kind of things. At the doses that we use now, or like photosensitivity, you know, that's quite common. The doses that we use amiodarone now are pretty low compared to before, so those those um, side effects are quite rare. You definitely do need to monitor for them. You need to get a TSH, a chest x-ray, and liver function uh, tests every six months or so, especially when you first initiate it, and sometimes even more frequently afterwards. Uh, but definitely keep in mind that you have to monitor for those things. Um, the doses that we use now where it's like 100 or 200 a day or maybe 200 twice a day is a very, very low dose, and a lot of those toxicities just don't exist, um, and the side effects don't happen at such low doses. Uh, back in the old days when they used to use like 400 three times a day or 800 three times a day, and people used to get thousands of milligrams daily, those toxicities were way more frequent and actually happened quite a bit, but now we rarely ever see that, so that's really good. Um, so amiodarone, um, has become more and more popular. It works in almost all arrhythmias, whether they're supraventricular or uh, ventricular. Um, it can be used in arrest, uh, post-MI, post-valve. It can be used in almost any condition, including CHF, CAD, uh, renal disease. The only case where you probably want to avoid it is if somebody has a really bad liver. So keep that in mind. If you like this video, share it with your friends, subscribe, and hit notifications.